Welcome, everybody, back to Beers at the Turn. The fat ass, the nerdy ass, Chris is lonesome in the studio with the fat ass, sexy ass, Jake. What's up, guys? From B-A-T-T. That's right. Big range. Beers at the Turn. Holla at your boss. In the higgity. (laughs) Uh, yeah, my uh, my wife's got she's working nights this week, so uh, I'm back back on Zoom. I did it once before; show turned yeah. out good. So I I know you can hold it down. I think you had you had like when you did it at home, you froze a couple times last time. So yeah, it. yeah, I did. So let's uh, here's back I think that was Sean's fault. Sean's not on tonight, uh, yeah. So maybe his shitty internet will keep mine keep yours a little bit stronger. Exactly. So um. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on. Uh, we've had a, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Jake had the privilege, along with a uh, hundred thousand other people, to uh, go to the Garth Brooks concert and Tiger Stadium. How was that, Jake? Dude, it was an out of body experience. <laughs> I, I hear people say that all the time about like different shows or events that they've been to. I have a picture on my phone. We sat away from the stage in the end zone. We had good seats. Um, and when Garth Brooks played the river, the whole stadium took out their cell phone and put their flashlight on, and the entire stadium was lit up like it was Saturday night in Death Valley. You could have like played was, a football game. You could have played a football game. You could have read a fucking eye exam from 100 yards away. It was that bright. And just watching 120,000 people just jam out to a legend. I mean, it, yeah. it was it was outstanding, man. It, it'll be something I'll never forget. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to uh, – I've been to a lot of concerts in my day, but I don't think I've ever been to a concert in a large arena like that with like 100,000 people. Oh, yeah. This is, this is my wife and I's third time seeing Garth Brooks. I've been to a show or two at the Blender, but that's only like, what, 30,000 or something? No, you could probably jam like 40, 50 in there. I don't I don't know. Depending on the shit the the stage setup. But um yeah, that was crazy. And then my wife and I, for some strange cre- crazy reason, thought that we were uh 20 again. And the following night, after drinking beer all night, uh, we decided to go see Gavin Gro- Gavin DeGraw at the uh, House of Blues. That was also our third time seeing him and that night strangely got out of hand. Yeah. Like, and, like a lot. Uh, so, yeah, there was a big event that happened the uh, following night, that Monday night, um, that, you know, had the two previous nights had some effect on the event that All right, listen. Please go listen, with no, to our listener. No, you're not going to sit here and crucify <laughs> me in front of all these people. Okay. Yes, we had the championship of Chris and I's. Um, <laughs> indoor golf league we had the championship and i want to just state for the record it wasn't just me that looked like michael j fox holding a golf club okay you didn't you didn't hit the ball well pat didn't hit the ball well gonzo didn't hit the ball well none of us hit the ball well we lost by three strokes yeah we just we all brought our uh our c plus games that night Fuck that mine was a d for d's nuts <laughs> It was, terrible. it was awful. It was a rough night, but hey, second place ain't bad. We ended up winning like a gift card for seventy five bucks. 
that'll okay. you know that'll pay for a half a night per person next year. Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. Loft 18. I, I feel like Loft 18 is my ex-wife. I don't have an ex-wife, but if I did, I feel like it's Loft 18 because all, yeah. once a week I donate $200 to them between like an appetizer and beer. And the only thing I get from it is I get fucked the next day. Normally, yeah, ex-wives don't fuck you. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so this is ex-wife. No, but uh, Loft 18 is fine. And I'm also blaming the fact that Tracy wasn't there. Yeah, Tracy, it's your fault. You were a good luck charm. Yeah, if Tracy if Tracy was there, I feel like we would beat him by five strokes. But Tracy, if you're listening, you have to be there every Monday next season. I mean, it's only right. I, you know, it's actually a funny story. I know the listeners, all all ten of y'all, probably aren't really caring about this. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Tracy was our waitress like every year, and then this year in the beginning, she wasn't our waitress, and I, I finally was like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on?" She's like, "Oh, I'm on Tuesday night league now." So <laughs> what happened was is that Loft Eighteen posted like a picture on Instagram. It was like of an appetizer, like a new appetizer they were releasing. And from inside Loft 18, I commented on it and I said, we want Tracy back on Mondays. <laughs> I was like three sheets of a win, but I said it. And then like, oh, Sean's finally uh, calling me back. Oh, tell him if he wants to text him, tell us a little to log in. Call hey, me. man, what's up? You're a fucking mess. Well, we're live on air right now if you want to jump on. Yeah, hi, Sean. Well, when you get to your laptop, come on. I will. All right. All right, man. Good talk. See you out there. Yeah, I think I, you guys are live, live right now. We're live, oh, yeah. live, yeah. So you can hear me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Great. A fucking mess, people. <laughs> <laughs> get to your computer and get on. All right, I'm, getting, I'm trying to get to. All right, man. All right, I'll see you guys soon. Man. All right, bud. Bye. That's the shit we got to deal with here at Beers at the Turn. Okay. Y'all have that one unreliable friend. <laughs> yeah. Just that one like shithead. <laughs> this, like, this, this is the second time he's lost his phone in an Uber in two weeks. I'm not kidding. Don't these kids wear like tight pants now where their phone can't fall out of their pants? Sean's an old ass. Sean's like you. That's true. I am an old ass. Y'all are, man. Y'all are old as shit. Old, fat, and bald. I'm just fat. Ying. Bald. But, I, but anyway, back to my story. So I comment on the uh, the steak sliders or whatever they're promoting. And uh, apparently <laughs> the owner saw it and switched it back. And apparently one of the waitress, she, Tracy, was like, why am I working on Mondays again? And one of the bartenders... <laughs> Just held up her phone of the steak sliders and saw the comment that said, "Like we want Tracy back on Mondays." Oh man! So we got her back. 
hate to plug them because they're not our official sponsor yet. Trying to get them, but you gotta love Loft 18, man. Oh, dude, good, that league, that league that. is just phenomenal because, I mean, it it helps break up the week. You know, you got a chance to like hang out with like three yeah. good, like good buddies, drink beer, eat food that's gonna come back to haunt you the next day, and and it's like it, it's so much fun. You got the competitive aspect. Play Nola does a great job. Like, I love Ross and Kent and Campy and all those guys. They really do a great job. So, if you're listening to the show, you're in the area, I mean, hit them up. You know, I think there's kind of a wait list now. Um, yeah. But no, you know, the, see what they can do for you. They do a great job. The so leagues have gotten very, fun. very popular. You know, they have the Play Nola League a night on Monday nights. Uh, and they have the Loft 18. They host their own league on Tuesday nights. Um, I've played in both leagues. They're both a great time. So if you want a night a week or two nights a week to have a good time with your buddies, you know, try to join one of those leagues. They're really, really fun. Uh, all the food's great over there. Um, it's just a good excuse to hang with your buddies, man. You know, three of your buddies. And then, and then, you know, meet some other guys that could become potential friends or clients or I don't know. Yeah. Chris, you you're an instructor, right? You give lessons, correct? Try to. I just make okay. it up, but All right. So, this this is my rant. Uh, I'm going to go on a rant here at minute 9:40. But anyway, um so we put Jackson in golf camp at a country club. I'm not going to say the country club. Uh-huh. Um but we put him in there in a country club and it's it's like I think it's like seven to four or four years old to seven years old. Something like that. If I were to give you my son and be like, Hey, teach him the game of golf. Like what are some things that you would show him just short, shorthand. Initial things. You got to show him fundamentals. I mean, you have to show him the grip, the proper way to grip. Okay. Proper way to hold the club. Um, I guess proper ball placement. Um, a proper swing path, you know, how to take the club back and how to bring it through and how to hit it straight. Okay, stop it right there. Everything you said is a hundred and thirty percent of what I said to Caitlin, my wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we we show up there and I'm on the range, I'm hitting balls. Like, you know, if he's doing his thing, I'm gonna do my thing. Um, actually worked on something with my irons, taking it outside a little bit to bring it back in, <whistles> striping it well. But anyway, um, so it, it usually it's from 5.15 to 5.45. Okay. Now, usually like 5.40, they start walking back over. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So it's like 6, and they're not walking back over. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go take a look. So I go take a look, and it's just – my son and his instructor on the green, they're putting. I'm like, okay. So all the other kids have left by all the other kids have left. So I'm like, okay. So she comes over to me with my son and goes, Hey, Jackson didn't pass his putting test. And I was like, wasn't aware that there was a test. Like, yeah. Okay. And she's like, yeah, he has to make a 25 foot putt in two putts or less. I looked at her and I said, 
I said, Coach, don't take old. this the wrong Can't way. I go, Coach, don't take this the wrong way, but I can't fucking do that. Like, I'm sorry. I'm a three-pump <laughs> chump. Like, it's if I get on the green and it ain't 10 feet, I'm walking out of there with bogey. But anyway, she was like, well, that that's the program we follow. And I'm like, okay. Well, then me and Jack just need to work on putting. Right. So I took them out to a, a golf course around here. They have a putting green, and we started working on putting. First thing I asked him, I go, buddy, what have you learned so far? Like, what have y'all done? And he goes, this. And he holds the putter up like this. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. grip, great. What else have y'all done? And he starts putting for me. And it, it's just all over the fucking place. Like, he's hitting his right foot on the backswing. He's double hitting the ball. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, buddy, what else have they showed you? And he's like, dad, that's it. Just the grip. Oh so God. I literally in – Five days. Took him, took him to the golf course. We worked on putting, worked on chipping and a couple other things. But we worked on putting. And last Thursday, him and his teacher come running over to me because we actually put in the work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I, I had to kind of relay putting to a five-year-old, which it's kind of like relaying sex to a five-year-old. Like, all right, you bring it back, and then you yeah. follow through, and he's just – it's all over the fucking place. We'll discuss this off air because I don't want to burn any bridges. I know who it is. but Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, But so they come running over to me last Thursday, and she goes, y'all must have been practicing. And I said, yeah, we have been. Yeah. What, what happened? We passed his putting test, his retake, because he made the 25-footer in one putt. What? Congrats, Jacks, man. Well, I even I even looked I'm at him and I'm like, and I not the diaper, right? <laughs> but I, I looked at him, my five year old, and I'm like, you got to be fucking shitting me. <laughs> and he was like, I did, Dad, I did. Awesome. And I was like, that's great, man. But it just it, it no, I, it, absolutely. You know, it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth because it's like my wife said the one week that she took them, they did plyometrics and swang the club so that they could get swing speed. What does swing speed have anything to do with a five-year-old? Five-year-old, nothing at all. Um, right. Yeah, if you needed help with this putting, on our Instagram page, there's a great video of a guy <laughs> giving you a putting drill. <laughs> I believe it's by yours. <laughs> you are plugging that putting video, bro. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. We were playing in the Monday Night League. Yeah. You made a a bomb. After every putt, I'm like, that's a great video on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) About putting. How to putt. Oh, man. That's hilarious. I cracked myself up. All right, man. So there's some things that we need to talk about now that we got into our personal lives for a little bit. So much. I mean, what do you want to discuss first? I mean, the Wells Fargo, Sergio. What do you? What do you want? Well, to- I mean, the well, the Wells Fargo was it was a simple story. You know, Max Homo won for a second year in a row. Apparently, that golf course just not really suits his eye. Story. I mean, Jason Day was kicking ass. Yeah, first. man, I did see that. Jason Day like got off to a hot lead in Jason, round Jason, uh, two. Jason J. Jason Day shot like eight over yesterday or something crazy. Yeah, he struggled. I was kind of hoping he would have won because I don't know what it is. I feel like Jason Day and um, Justin Rose are kind of mm-hmm. the same people. 
because like they both left TaylorMade. They both went like independent with their club choices, and both of them have kind of been struggling since. Yeah, you know, Sergio oh. tried to do the same thing, uh, Mister Live Golf himself, but Sergio tried to do the same thing, and he ended up going back to TaylorMade. Um, it, I, I would have liked to see Jason Day compete again. Yeah, because I, I do know. think he's phenomenal. Definitely, and congratulations to Max Homa. I mean. Twitter king of the century. Congrats to him. You know, if he would have shot the bed and lost that, if he would have shot the bed and lost that, I can only imagine the Twitter war he would have had with people. I think in that situation that that's one of those, hey, I'm going to put the phone down for a couple of days. I mean, really cool that, um, you know, you just posted about him having the sex. Uh, You know, his his wife just announced that they're pregnant couple days yep. ago max so, i know uh, you're a listener congrats on the sex man uh leaving it in is so much more fun isn't it it is it is it's like we eat anyway. melted cheese for the first time mm-hmm. but down here same thing um oh it would have been great you know max homa winning was awesome it would have been good for to see keegan win again um hey you know even rory rory from barely making the cut made a charge and finished like top five or something like that. Dude, that's infamous Rory though. I mean, Rory, he's either going to lead round one and fade, or he's going to show up round four and make a push. Uh, you know, I, I absolutely love Rory McIlroy. Uh, he's one of my favorite golfers. I just wish the consistency was a little bit more consistent. Yeah. Kind of being redundant. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I realized that was a very challenging golf course. There were a lot of uphill holes. There was even a 600-plus par 5 that was all uphill. That, and it rained all week. But yeah, normally when it rains, those guys like eat the golf course alive. It the- all depends on how hard it rains. If the greens are soft, then yeah, they're pin seeking all day. But if you got slop everywhere and you get mud balls, soon, oh, yeah. So it was, I guess it was a little bit strange to me to see a, a that much rain and for you know players like Jason Day to shoot eight over, but man, they showed some images of that rain and it was rough. Yeah, I actually had two buddies. They actually, uh, well, I had one buddy. Um, he's a listener of the podcast, plays with me up at the Sheets, which is coming up. Um, Colin, Colin was out there today. He was the one that I got all those videos from. Um, and he, I mean, the wind was kicking up. It was misting all day. Like just, mi- it was cold, just miserable conditions. Yeah, miserable environment. Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not that much of a diehard, but if it starts misting a little bit, I'll keep mm-hmm. playing. Even if it starts raining a little bit, I'll keep playing. But when you get to the point where, you know, you can't hold on to the club, I'm out. If there's a... Seven figures on the line. Yeah, I'm going to keep playing golf. Well, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, but I'm talking about the $60 round. Regular old round. Hey, go get a rain check and come back. Right. Some other time. Yeah, but I, I just, I, I feel like, yeah, they, like I said, the course is probably softer. Um, and we have a cameo appearance from, uh, 
Jack, Jackman. Jackman, say hi to everybody. Say hi, Jackson. <laughs> All listeners, please congratulate Jackson on passing his putting test of 25 feet. They're saying so congratulations everyone, on passing your putting test. Thank everyone's you. cheering for you, Jackson. Everyone's cheering for you. Oh, you want to listen to? Okay. All right. Well, we needed a third host. So everyone's cheering for you for passing your putting test, Jackson. So congratulations, man. His, his earbud fell out. Oh. Uh, back in? Yeah, I can imagine. Can you hear? All right. So can you're you talking hear? about oh, your putting test. We're talking about your putting contest. Now, your, your putting test. And your daddy said that you passed it. So all 10 of our listeners are congratulating you right now. The tens and tens of listeners are saying, well done, Jackson. Great job. Keep it up. The more you practice, you you get. Thank you. All right, right, man. Well, are you done eating your Cheez-Its? Dad, Dad, do like this. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Again. No, again. Give me my earbud. Take your Cheez-Its. Again. I'm done. Goodbye. Okay, say no more. All right, good talk. See you out there. <laughs> Dad life, baby. Dad life. Um, so, yeah, wet, wet Wells Fargo, but so this is home is back to back, right? Back to back Wells yep. Fargo champion. Yep. And multi, multi winner this year. Yeah, I mean, Max is playing well. Yeah. Now, uh, do I think that he'll like win a major? Nah. Um, but I great, awesome that he is playing great because he's one oh, yeah. of the fan favorites. I mean, you ask fans who's your favorite golfer, one of them would be Max Homer just because of his Twitter capabilities. Well, you see, and we had this conversation, I think, with Rob Head, where I said if golfers were just a little bit more personable yeah. and showed a little bit more of how they really acted, not how they acted because Rolex or Honda or whatever one of their sponsors is watching. I think they become more relatable. And you see guys kind of gearing a little bit more towards that. Harry Higgs, um, you know, Victor Hovland, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Matthew Wolf. You're seeing these guys be a little bit more personable online, and it's making them a little bit more relatable. Wow. Like Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, those those guys are the goat. You know, just because they don't hold anything back, which I think as a golf fan you appreciate. No, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I like I like to see that. I do. You know, I I believe that if you're a professional golfer or a professional football player or an actor or politician or a millionaire or someone like me who has zero money not any better than anybody no. you know, we're all human beings just be true to yourself be just chill and relax and talk to me like i'm a human and i'll talk to you like you're a human so that's something that max homer really is doing and people are relating to that and that's why he's so popular yeah and also he's fucking hilarious like I think the more time progresses, I think, and I hope other players will see that, and yeah, we'll get some more relaxed PGA Tour players, and you'll see more tour players on 
social media, just acting a fool and just being themselves, you know? Um, yeah, but some some of these players need to stop acting a fool. Like you heard about Sergio, right? That I did. Yeah, a little um, a little outspoken, and I guess sometimes um, celebrities or professional athletes forget that they're always being watched. They're always being recorded. Yeah, but I think I think Sergio, being how long he's been on the tour and everything like that, he knows that. He knows that. He just wanted to say that out loud to cause a stir, which it yeah. has. Um, oh, but, I mean, honestly, it's like, okay, you won a Masters. But to tell you the truth, like, before you won the Masters, I used to call him the Dan Marino of golf. Like, he was always in the hunt, but he just yeah. never closed. Um, and then he won the Masters, and I was actually happy for him. I fucking I was love Sergio. What's that? No, absolutely. It was a great Masters win. Like everybody was so happy to see him win a, a major, and the major being the Masters. Right. Well, and I, I mean, yeah, as a player, I mean, I'll have a quad with him. No, I actually really like him, except for Ryder Cup week. Him and Ian Poulter True. both have that. I love yes. him until Ryder Cup week. Yes. But I- um, but he is Sergio. He has a little. He's got a little bitch in him. Like, yeah, he, he does. I I don't think this um, live golf thing will compete with the PGA Tour. And I think maybe Rob had discussed something. Uh, Rob, have we missed you? Please come back at studio. I was um, about to say who's who's Rob Head. I, yeah, who's this Rob Head guy? I don't know. It, it's mostly guys that are never going to win on the PGA Tour again. That are trying to go to this live golf thing. And I have the entire screen to myself right now. I am by myself on, you know, on the screen. So normally I don't get this much attention. So I'm a little lost to words right now because by myself, because Jake has walked away and Sean isn't here and neither is Rob. wine. Jesus Christ, you whiny bitch. <laughs> a little spotlight wouldn't hurt you. No, I mean, only the fact that I wasn't prepared for the spotlight. I had to prepare the speech for the spotlight. I can still hear you. Like, <laughs> we're good. I'm drinking this girly stuff. It's not terrible. I'm drinking boxed wine. It is terrible. But it does the job. But, yeah, when it comes to Sergio, I mean, he, he's pulled shit like this before. Like, mm-hmm. he's such a hothead that any kind of situation, he'll say something to get a rise out of people or to get his name in the headlines. And I think that's what he's doing here. I don't think he's going to leave the PGA Tour. Although he he would be the guy, uh, you know, on the other hand, he would be the guy to, you know, just be like, well, I've already got my major. It's the, one of the most prestigious majors. Yeah. I'm just going to go over here and make. $150 and, million. Dollars. And this this is the lazy this is the lazy bad podcaster that I am. I didn't research this and I should have. Uh, I heard on the golf channel recently that the PGA Tour will allow you to play in an outside event like three times a year, but the event can't be in the United States. Yeah, I think they. Sergio wants to play in is in the United States. 
or something like that. That'll be rough. That's just me. But yeah, I think I think they made that rule or that ruling for guys that like want to go play in Ireland because the U.S. Opens there, like or Scotland or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They play that. they play that. That makes they play that Euro Tour event right before it, and then they just stay through to get their bodies acclimated. No, I agree with that because. A, uh, a guy that doesn't qualify for the U.S. Open or the PGA Championship, you know, would you rather go play in the Dominican Republic Open with a $1.2 million purse, or would you want to go play in the Live Golf League for a week and possibly win $1.2 mil for finishing in 18th place? We're play? not making the cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that, to that, be that, honest with you, like, yeah. they're paying golfers just to show up, not even try to compete. That, that makes perfect sense. If I didn't qualify the US, for the U.S. Open, I wouldn't want to go to the Bahamas and play in a golf tournament and win no money. I'd rather, yeah, get paid to go to a golf tournament in Dubai just to show my face. And, and collect life-changing money nothing against the pga tour i mean i love the pga tour it's what i grew up watching um i never quite got into the european tour i still i try to watch it from time to time but you know my viewership lies with the pga tour well that's because the pga tour is you know it's it's who everyone has a contract with and they are like the main event so everybody's going to get access to it (laughs) I'd be interested to see what this Live Golf League turns out. No, I would. I'm I'm interested. I don't have anything against the PGA Tour. I just think that everyone has a right to play where they want to play. So if people want to go play over there, I'm interested. Where I'm at in my life is I'm watching a little more European golf. I'm watching a little more LPGA Tour golf to watch golf, but to mostly see other golf courses. You know, just because some of the golf courses they play in Europe are just so beautiful. The layouts are so awesome. Some things you don't really see in the U.S., so it's kind of why I'm getting into watching the European Tour now and LPG Tour. So hopefully this Live Golf League will give me another another option. Yeah, like I don't think think you're going to go on there. Like if there's a PGA event on, and a live golf event on. I don't think you're going to be like, well, let me, you know, yeah. focus focus on this. It's going to be like one of those things where when there's a commercial, you're going to flip over and yeah. see what's going on. Well, um, but like I said, I'm I'm interested to see who commits because Sergio's like rant. It, it sounded like it had some validity to it. So it sounded like I'm he he knew he was he's ready to go, and right. could it be a little? bit of a crybaby thing you know situation where absolutely when he when he said that he got a ruling that he didn't like he was he wasn't searching for his ball but they started the clock on him right he had called time and he was like i wasn't search i didn't start searching until 35 seconds ago has it been two minutes already yeah i mean it was a it was a terrible ruling. 
But still, like, if that happens to you and me and we were committed to the PGA, we're just going to be like, well, that fucking sucks. Um, you know, your mom sucks dicks down um, by the dock. I don't, I don't know what you would say to them. I'm, but I, you froze. Well, if you're talking or not, um, I agree. I don't play on the PGA Tour. I never will. I'll never be good enough. But I agree they do have some idiotic rules. Um, one rule that comes to mind several years ago, I forget what tournament it was. It could have been a U.S. Open or a PGA. Um, Dustin Johnson hit his ball in a waste bunker. U.S. Open. Was it US, and people were standing in the waste bunker. Mm-hmm. Spectators were standing in the bunker. Yeah, and, no, 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 no. I, I 100% believe he that grounded, Dustin should have won He grounded his club in it, unknowing that it was a penalty. And then he lost the U.S. Open because of it. That was a dumb rule. If it's a waste bunker, don't have spectators standing in it. It's PGA Tour's fault. So I do agree that some rules of golf are idiotic in general. But yeah, the PGA Tour definitely has screwed a lot of people out of winning golf tournaments and majors for rules that should not exist. 100% agree. 100% agree. I'm a little bit on Sergio's side with that, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, yeah, because... I mean, honestly, we could sit here and talk about it until we're blue in the face. Only person that knows the answer is Sergio and, and Greg Norman with his Jesus. cock. Sergio, Greg Norman, and Jesus. 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 Oh man. So did you see did you see what I put on Instagram about the Phil Mickelson news? Uh, what was it? He uh, lost like a bunch of money, and yeah, apparently in like a, a span of like four years, he lost like forty million dollars. No, 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 no! Don't get me wrong. You see that number, and it's astronomical. And to think you just like threw it away on like covering the Chargers money line, I get that. But I mean, the dude made what ten million dollars in one tournament last year. As long as, you know, Phil Mickelson isn't doling out blow jibbers on the corner of, you know, on the street, then he's going to be okay. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Yeah. But it's just, it's funny because, you know, he's already kind of in scandal because of his comments towards Live Golf. Hmm. And then, you know, this person's doing an autobiography on him and it's just making Phil out to, look like the bad guy. I mean, let's let's just put it this way. If he's losing $40 million gambling in a casino in Las Vegas, he's never going to pay for a buffet ever again. Nope. Uh-uh. Won't happen. Hot dogs have, galore. He's going to have free hotel rooms, free buffets, free tickets mm-hmm. to go see Blake 182 and David Copperfield for the rest of his life. Not because he's famous, because he has so many rewards points. And that's what we're all p- playing for. I mean, that that's why. Isn't it? Isn't that why we gamble for the free buffet? I don't know. That buffet is pretty good, though. Buffet is where it's at, man. 
is. That's, that's one thing I, I missed during the damn COVID years was a good buffet. Oh, yeah. Would, I don't know. There's a Shoney's right by my office that's been closed down for the last, like, six years. Yes. And I I actually went in there and I was like, I'll give you money to open this back up because on Tuesday mornings, I'm a little hungover. And Shoney's, Shoney's fucking Shoney's buffet. On Clearview right there. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. That Shoney's had on the billboard for, like, four years under construction opening soon. Yeah. Why, Shoney's? Why do you tease me so? I don't know. I don't know, but some of them buffets probably would have saved me some sick days. I can tell you that. I love a good buffet, but that breakfast buffet is where it's at, dude. I'm, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a Ron Swanson about food. I love breakfast food. Dude, breakfast food is the best. That's what I do for Mother's Day. By the way, shout out to all the mothers that listen. Oh, yeah. Happy Mother's um, Day. Um, and mom. also, shout out to you motherfuckers. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Mother's Day, I, I throw down for breakfast. So you made room. You made room. Oh, yeah. Okay, for wifey at the house. Oh yeah. That's where it's at. Grits, we had bacon. We had eggs. We had sausage. We had biscuits. Phenomenal. See what you're, you're slipping, and you are married, so you may already have this. You need to put the waffle maker in action. Uh, you know, I being diabetic, waffles are uh, kind of this faux pas. Is- but um, oof, I fuck up a good that that morning after uh, Garth Brooks, we went to IHOP. I think our waitress was disgusted with fuck me. my diabetes. Yeah, it's like fuck these feet, <laughs> going hard. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, Phil Mickelson has made so much fucking money, and the thing is, is that people rehashing old stories about him and it's just kind of like okay i get it Mm -hmm. but then uh, the person who's doing this biography came out and said apparently phil is just a huge fucking prick to everyone which i hope is not true yeah i've heard other otherwise about phil yeah so have i like his story with uh that country western singer who was giving him shit about the match, like, up oh, Jake is frozen again. Sean must be joining. Being a prick. Hang out. You froze for a second. Not sure if everybody heard you. I was guessing Sean, since you were frozen, I was guessing Sean's uh, trying to log in, but I think I'm going to take the um, the over on that one. On. I have no idea. He had you texted me or called me. So I don't know. Um, no, I, yeah. I, I think Phil will be okay. I hate to see him, you know, going through a rough time and all the media kind of picking on him. You know, he had that one incident a couple months ago about, you know, calling people headhunters or whatever the fuck he says savages whatever the fuck he says and i think the the media has just kind of latched on to that and they're doing nothing but looking for uh negative things on them and when they find something negative which 
We all have negative shit. Just the media knows how to. Chris, bro, did you get some newfound fame I don't know about? Because tonight you're big on like the, uh, you know, I, I respect my privacy kind of thing. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's the truly. The truly is giving me some confidence, man. I don't know what's up. That, that's kind of what I'm thinking, man. I'm at the truly is a hit. No, I, I get right that, the, but the shitty thing about it is, is that like when, and I guess this kind of contradicts my point early in the podcast when I talked about golfers being more like open, is when golfers have reached that peak, like Tiger and Phil have, people want to start telling their story. And the thing is, is that they tell the whole story and they focus on what's juicy. Like that Tiger Woods uh, series on HBO, I got halfway through the first episode and I said, I'm not going to sit here and watch Slander. I'm not. Yeah, I watched it and it was sad. It was sad to see. You're you're going after a man that cannot defend himself. All they did was talk shit about him and tell bad stories. And that's why I loved Tiger's. Hall of Fame speech so much because he spoke from the heart and he told a good story about himself and it was a true story. And the media, quote me on this, the media fucking sucks and the media are fucking savages and they only look for negative news and unfortunately, negative news sells and the media needs to focus more on positive shit. Chris, we're in the media. This show so much. Well, that's why I love this show so much. We focus on positive shit. (laughs) I don't know. We talked about fighting golfers. That's I was actually actually thinking about tonight doing the uh, the Wog special, Wife of Golfers. Rank them in their hotness, their ugliness. I'll have to research that one. We'll come back to that one. Yeah, no, 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 no. It was just an idea I was throwing around. You're talking about the media being a bunch of douchebags. I will, I will say coming, uh, up, coming up with the list behind Paulina Johnson. Well, Pauline is there. One who I met recently, uh, Sam Burns' wife. A-OK. Yeah. Calm workout's wife, smoking. <laughs> Jason Delfner's ex-wife, smoking. Smoking. Like, so yeah, we'll get into that in another time. Yeah, stay tuned. But, when I'll have to we'll have yeah, to be we need to have Rob Head on that one. Rob Hat, get your ass back in this seat. Yeah, what the fuck is he doing? Just drinking bourbon? Where, like, what? What is the long doing? drive? Traffic is not that bad anymore. Yeah, just get your ass here. Cocksucker. We definitely have to have Sean on for that one. Yeah, oh, no. Sean, Sean, Sean is right now. Sean is uh, recreating his life as Yellowstone. So he recently, <clears throat> excuse me, just bought a ranch in like Montana. Um, I don't know if he knows anything about ranching. I don't know if he knows anything about um, riding a horse, but I think he just saw Yellowstone and was like, "I want that. I'm gonna buy a ranch." And I'm that's what he did. And you know what? All the best. Um, I ain't shoveling cow shit. No, you can have that. If I buy a ranch, I'm gonna build a golf course on it. That's <laughs> what we need to do, uh, dude. I um, my brother-in-law 
well, Caitlin's brother-in-law, my brother-in-law through Caitlin. But I feel like I feel like I have to specify that. Um, he's been trying like real hard to get Caitlin and I to join a prestigious country club out here. And I just have to look at him and I have to be like, dude, how much money do you think I fucking make? Is it the same country club where Jackson takes his lessons? Correct. Oh, fuck that, dude. Well, and, you know, there's all these discounts because we're legacy and stuff like that. And, like, my wife makes good money. I make decent money. But it's just kind of like I don't know if I can justify dropping, like, 30 grand to join a country club. We can discuss this now or later. This is a pretty good topic. I believe the whole old school country club vibe does not exist anymore. Golfers now, myself included, do not want to be tied down to one golf course. I don't want to play the same golf course over and over and over. I want to have options. You know, people don't – guys don't, like, hang out in the locker room and play poker anymore. You you don't have – four or five guys like sitting in the sauna bullshitting about their wives anymore. That whole country club Caddyshack vibe does not exist anymore. Well, you know, uh, I think I'll have to agree, agree to disagree. Um, yeah. You're not going to find guys like bullshitting in the sauna, but there's a lot of networking deals that takes place at those country clubs. A lot of money exchanges hands at those country clubs. Um, but I agree with, I mean, when you say you don't want to play the same over and over again, if you like the golf course and you're able to go there whenever you want, you get off at five o'clock course doesn't close till seven. You could go, you know, get three or four holes in like something like that is nice. Rose. Like my kids are five and two. So it's like, I can't really just like look at my doctor wife and say, hey, I'm going to go get a couple of holes in. Can you watch the kids? Like, that's yeah. tough. But the country club aspect, I actually do like because you have a consistent consistent place to practice. Yeah. And and you can go out there whenever you want. Um, but the cost of some of these country clubs is astronomical. Yeah. Now, I have seen said golf course recently and oh my god it's nice they did a great job with it the greens are unlike anything i've ever seen in my entire life i mean perfect you would perfect you're like you're you're putting on your fat ants cellulite thighs is what those greens look like they're so like undulated and hilly Oh yeah, that's that's just this golf course. Is that, right? Everything is reference now. This this big fat. Site. Yeah, no, 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 no. I get that. I, made I get that. I got confused for a second. I attempted to think of funny just now. I hope everybody got that one. It was good. It was good. Um, but yeah, that that's that course's mo is everything is either elevated or you have to go over water or you have to lay up. Like it's a very strategic golf course. Um, I mean, I'm talking if you don't hit the right spot in the green, you could be royally fucked oh and you cannot miss on the short side you miss on the short side it's double or triple you know um but like i said you know all that being said there are tons of golf courses around here that are affordable that you can play like lakewood is one of my favorite english turns another good one 
Um, you know, the city park course I feel is overpriced, but yeah. it's another good good course. Audubon is terribly overpriced. Yeah. But if you're looking for a course to go there, spend 50 bucks and work on your irons, then yeah, great course. No, I get um, what you're saying. I mean, the golf course that I currently work at, we see the same people every day. You know, we see those members that come every day and use the, the driving range or the practice area, or they come to play nine holes every single day because they live in the neighborhood. They live a couple of miles away. You know, I get off of work. It's three o'clock. I might as well go play nine holes. I can see that. I can see that aspect of joining a country club. If I live near it, just to kind of have easy access to it and go hit a quick bucket of balls or putt on a real putting green, practice on a real putting green for a half hour every day. I could see that. But I mean, as far as, you, know, you watch Caddyshack, they had a dude in the locker room shining his shoes and re- that Rouge Country Club, they actually still have one of those. They do, they do have that. I think um I played Fallen Oak a few years ago and they had a guy in there that cleaned my shoes and respiked them. And yeah, I saw that at Bad Rouge Country Club and I was like, Caddyshack, really? Yeah. Super awesome service to have, you know, a respike area and a shoe cleaning area. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I think um, my my golf course offers that. We don't really clean or shine shoes that much, but we can respike your shoes if you need to. I got enough experience. I only I only wear soft spikes, so you don't have to worry about me. Yeah, I I wear not metal spikes, but traditional soft spikes. Or you have to no, like yeah, my, my the, hybrid, the hybrid soles. There you go. Yeah, I I cannot wear like an actual spiked shoe because I don't know. I, it just makes me feel off balance. Yeah, which is weird because I don't swing as fast as you. So I need more. You need more stability than I have. So I would think you would need a metal spike like Tiger uses to no, because I yeah the the way that I swing I come so much from the ground that my feet actually get caught. With spikes, mm-hmm. oh, and I, I'm a I'm a big fan of a hybrid spike shoe. I don't play golf in them. I rarely play golf in them, but it's a pain in the ass changing your shoes when you park at the golf course and you got to take your shoes off, put golf spikes on. You know, it's awesome to have a shoe that you can just put on at the house, go play golf, get in the car, go to grocery, go get groceries after you play golf, and have the same fucking shoes on. Right. I mean, I've got hybrid golf shoes that I wear with a pair of jeans to go out. Hey, man, sometimes if you need to, you know, get away from something, you're on some grass. Exactly. You're winning the race. Just in case, you know, if I'm wearing some hybrid golf shoes with a pair of jeans and I'm in some grass, I could take a few practice swings, you know. And I do that a lot. That muscle memory going. I do that a lot. But I mean, that's, and you know what's funny is, is that none of it fucking matters. <laughs> like, I mean, none of like, it right? It, it, it's just our opinion. So, like for me, I can't have a traditional spike. You know, you you play in a hybrid set, and it, it's different strokes for different folks. Like my brother 
my brother plays in like I'm pretty sure it's a pair of Crocs with spikes at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, and you know the the list just goes on and on. So it's right. I mean it's whatever. That's your average weekend warrior wearing those shoes. Your real golfer probably wouldn't wear shoes like that. Dude, at one time my brother was pretty good, um, and then when I started out driving him, I feel like he kind of gave up on life. Gave up. He I mean, did out drive. He did out drive me recently. It was we, at uh, yeah, you were there. Was I? When was I? There? Yeah, at the play Nola tournament where he caught yeah, me on that part five a year ago. Yeah, it was a year ago. But he, he he caught me by like eight yards. It was I was happy for him. I mean, we can't all wear the shoes that your boy was wearing the championship night at Loft 18 last Monday. Nah, nah, you can't wear them water moccasins. <laughs> can't this man showed up at water moccasins. And you know what? Walked away with a bottle of whiskey and probably like, like a five dollar gift card. They were water crocasins. They were like crocs, but they were phenomenal. And he was rocking them. He was rocking them. The only thing that would have been better if he would have had like the three inch khaki shorts <laughs> where you're not sure if you're going to see a nutsack or not. Like the three inch khaki shorts with a, a tucked in button down with a rolled up sleeve. Yeah. It would have been beautiful. It would have been beautiful. <laughs> I would have had so much fun. But he didn't. Instead, he had a former collegiate golfer and the head pro at New Orleans Country Club. That's right. Yeah, golfer yeah. Out there. Tell him I said go fuck yourself. BRS, unfair. You shouldn't be playing in that league if you're that good, man. No, he shouldn't. When you start calling out shots off the tee, you can go right and fuck yourself. You don't belong. Mm-mm. Not with me, you don't. Because I was on a three-day bender and couldn't fucking see the ball. All right. Well, uh, we'll get him next season. I'm hoping, man. Take I know you. You might actually uh, make the squad because Nick uh, is about to have a baby, and I don't some with the. I would. Work. I would be down. I um, would slightly. Hopefully Patrick, hopefully, Patrick doesn't get us those extra small tees again. I would slightly feel that I'm betraying my uh, Tuesday night league team, but we have played in a couple seasons, so fuck him. Yeah, no, I can't say that. Cause my <laughs> no, no, I can't say that. Oh uh, well, like I said, next season we got him. Yeah, well, it doesn't look like Sean's gonna join us tonight. No surprise there. It doesn't. It doesn't, man. Sean's he's got a lot of ranching to do. Um, we really need to push to have all four of us on next. Next week, next podcast. I will uh I'll light a fire. Um, I'll light a fire. Ne- well, next I, Sunday will be one for the books. I believe we have the uh Byron Nelson next week. Jordan Spieth gonna show out, watch. And I heard something today, I need to look it up that it's like a brand new golf course that they're playing. Like brand new. They just wow. built this golf course. I could be wrong. That's what I was told today. I haven't had a chance to research the golf course they're playing. But, yeah, uh, it's going to be a Jordan Spieth watch because he loves winning in Texas. That that's it. It's, it's either him or Scotty. Bet, bet Longhorn. Heavy. 
So I, I do want to make uh, one announcement to our listeners. Um, I entered um, a DraftKings um, competition this week, and it was one of those things where you uh, had to stay under a salary cap and pick six or seven players. And the grand prize was $8,000, and I won 75 cents. There we go. I finished like almost dead last and won an entire 75 cents. You need some juicy fruit? You holla so, at Chris. You want a pack of juicy fruit? I will buy. You can't even buy a pack of juicy fruit anymore for 25 cents. Is that, I believe. Why do you think Sean Payton retired? It's true. He couldn't afford a juicy fruit. Couldn't do it. I'm going to have to do some research into this, but I am starting to believe that these people that win, quote unquote, those, you know, pick your team salary cap contests, people that win, that finish first place and win $70,000 or whatever, I, I'm starting to believe that they aren't real people. Maybe. I don't know. I don't I'm starting know. to believe that not a real human being is winning this shit because it's impossible. Not impossible, incredible, to for golf to pick the right, even football to pick the right seven players, the top seven players. It's just hard. So I, I believe, I'm starting to believe that. Stop being bitter, Chris. No, it's bullshit. Because I want to win some damn money, and I'm good at betting golf. Oh uh, Jesus! Sure you are, bud. But seventy-five cents, ladies and gentlemen. I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> and I think on that note, we're going to sign off for tonight. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, everybody. Good night. We appreciate you listening. <laughs>